Hello and welcome to Rooftop, the UK's only dedicated roofing podcast brought to you by LFRC. I'm Phil Campbell. And I'm Pip Applegate. In this podcast, we interview industry figures, thought leaders and technical experts to make sure you are leading in roofing excellence. We're joined by Alan Mullane, who is Economic Director at Glenigan, uh, the construction data company who are partners with NFRC. We've worked with Alan for at least the last year on the NFRC's uh, flagship State of the Roofing Industry Survey. And we have Alan to talk to us today about what's going on in both the roofing industry and the construction industry currently, and what's likely to happen into Q4 and also into 2022. Welcome, Alan. Hello. Good to see everyone. Um, So just to start, could you just give us a little bit of an overview of how the industry is doing as a whole, um, according to Glenigan's data? Okay. Um, Yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, It's interesting, actually, our our latest data, uh, we do sort of a monthly um, sort of snapshot. uh, So the latest flow of of projects that are starting on on site. Um, And if you look back really is and chart things how we've emerged from the pandemic we saw actually quite a strong and robust uh, initial rebound uh, for the construction industry particularly in, in q1 um, but since then the flow of starts have cooled and steadied uh, during the subsequent two quarters now i think that in part reflects actually that at the start of the year what we saw was a, a surge in perhaps sort of covid delay projects uh, that were getting underway there's a lot of pent-up demand that was flowing through uh, and contractors were you know eager to 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 move on back onto site and, and really build things up uh, as quickly as possible yeah. unfortunately i think what we've now subsequently seen over the last um sort of six months really is that after that initial surge inevitably there was a bit of a, a cooling off because those that sort of backlog was being cleared. Um, and, but I think also into that, we've also increasingly seen some supply chain disruptions, particularly on the logistics side and the deliveries, uh, but also in terms of generally material shortages and costs, uh, as well as uh, labour availability. And that does seem to um, have contributed to a, a slowing in the you know number and the, and the amount of work that's starting on site, um, both in the second and the third quarter. And so there's a bit of a a break uh, at work there on on the flow of work, unfortunately. And would you, with regards to the construction industry as a whole, obviously that that sort of makes perfect sense. Mm. Would you say that the roofing industry in particular has followed that sort of same path and and correlates in the same way? There's a a clearly a a correlation there. Actually, if you look at the latest uh, NFRC survey um, for, for Q3, I mean, that demonstrates actually there's still further strong growth there uh, within mm-hmm. the within the sector um, but but it has moderated perhaps a, a little bit over over time um, and it's been building really on firm firm uh, rises in in both in workload and inquiries mm-hmm. um, that the roofing industry's seen really since the final quarter of last year and we've been been doing the survey so I think the generally the pictures there but I think those same factors do seem to be uh, being felt uh, within the roofing sector as well. So, in looking um, at the roofing sector, which which sectors you, do you see the most growth in? Would you say? 
Again, I think if we look back um, in, in the, to the initial recovery, um, initially, I think that you know the repair, maintenance, and improvement sectors have really led the, the post-pandemic recovery, um, especially domestic. R&I work. Um, and I think that generally fits in with perhaps what we'd expect. There's perhaps a little bit of caution in terms of private sector investment, uh, and it takes longer to perhaps get these new build uh, projects uh, sort of on on you know into the into the flow. Mm. Uh, and then also they've got they've got to build up until you get to the um to the stage you need to put the roof on. Yes, yes. So there's a bit of a lag there. Um, but um, so repair maintenance work can really feed through quickly uh, and has been a, a strong point. Um, and it's, it's interesting, particularly on the domestic arm and eye side, in terms of um, Glenagan's own data, where we, we track uh, planning applications uh, that are going in uh, across the country. Uh, and there we've seen quite a strong rise in, in planning applications this this year in terms of number of applications, particularly led by householder uh, applications. So it's, it's some small one, one two unit uh, developments, uh, but also a lot of um, improvements and extension work that, uh, that households are looking to you know, extend their home, uh, improve their home. Um, and that, that's really been driving the like, overall growth in activity. It shows there's a lot of appetite out there for mm-hmm. people to, to improve their homes. Um, and I think that's been sort of coincides with the the RMI side now it's interesting actually if you look at the third quarter uh, data from uh, NFRC members um, there has been a bit of a bit of a cooling in the, in the flow of uh, growth or the strength of the growth within the domestic uh, RMI sector and that, I think that may well reflect the fact that actually that sector in particular has been particularly um, disrupted and constrained by material shortages and and delays. Uh, and um, I think that's perhaps prompting people to have to, to re- reschedule when they can get on on and, and press on with work. Yeah, makes sense. The, um, the other sector I'll pick up, though, that um, is positive, which is on the new build side, is uh, the residential sector, which over the last three quarters has reported a sort of rising workload uh, mm-hmm. in each of the last three surveys. So I think that's a, a positive picture. There's a sort of firm growth there. Um, so again, that's obviously going to be very closely tied to we've seen a very strong housing market over the over the last year. Um, so I think its fortunes are going to be very much tied into where the housing market goes really over the next uh, next year or so. And yeah, Alan, do you expect that trend to continue in the residential sector? I think I think we might see a little bit of moderation in growth there. Uh, still positive uh, going forward, particularly for going into into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are potentially some constraints um, on consumer spending. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, there's there's a prospect of, of wage growth on the one hand, um, but higher inflation and certainly going to have higher taxes, uh, tax burden, which is going to constrain real disposable income spending uh, as we get into 2022. Uh, and um, alongside of high inflation, could be the possibility of higher interest rates and mortgage costs. So all of that may, I think, temper the pace of growth in in the wider housing market mm-hmm. um, and could, could act as a break on, on new housing activity as well going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that um, that growth that we've talked about, do you think that's consistent across the UK or there, are there particular regional sort of hotspots of activity going on? I think both on the construct from the wider construction level and actually at the um 
but in FRC uh, roofing uh, perspective. Mm. Uh, yes, there are some regional shifts there, you can see. I think generally, uh, most most parts of the country are have seen a strength. They've obviously seen a recovery from, from where we were certainly a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there does seem to be evidence of the sort of the whole government's uh, levelling up agenda at work with the, you know, the strongest growth being pretty well across the north of England uh, mm-hmm. and the Midlands. So again, that perhaps reflects a, a, a shift in government funding and in public sector areas. Um, and it may also reflect actually the, the strength of the housing market, um, those part, um, the construction industry in those parts of the country. Uh, I think you, you'd find that sort of new house construction uh, is it plays a, a, a greater proportion than it does in other uh, of overall workload as it does in, in other parts of the country. So, mm-hmm. again, that may have helped to, to lift activity in the Midlands and parts of the north of, of England as well. So, yeah, those are the growth areas. How uh, London generally has been quite subdued. And again, that reflects actually going back to the housing uh, mm-hmm. side of things. Um, that sort of surge in house prices we've seen hasn't really been the case in the in the capital. So, you can see there's, there's sort of regional shifts there mm-hmm. at work. Hmm. So <clears throat> we're now into Q4 2021. Uh, I don't know where that time went, but we're now thinking that coming up to Christmas, I've, I've already seen Christmas decorations in shops and <laughs> all of that. But as we as we enter in this last quarter, Alan, looking yeah. at your data and you know what's coming up in terms of pipeline, how do you expect construction activities to change? We've already touched a little bit on residential, but you know some of the other sectors, <clears throat> how do you expect things to change as we come to the end of the year? I think we're looking at, um, I think, further sustained growth. Certainly in the, in the second, in the final quarter, it's going to be a very, probably a sort of similar pattern um, as we've seen in the preceding quarters. I've mentioned sort of the, the private residential side, um, mm-hmm. but also I think looking to some of the public sector areas uh, for growth. Um, another important area in terms of overall construction activity has been industrial building. Mm. Uh, we mentioned the, the supply uh, side uh, problems uh, in terms of yeah. deliveries and logistics, which mm. the logistics sector has been a really strong growth area um, yeah. in terms of industrial uh, premises, mm. um, really uh, on the back of the uh, um, the recovery uh, mm. and, the, and the pandemic, where it's given a real spur to invest in in sort of online purchases, and mm. the demand for these really big sheds um, has has been really strong as on the back of that. Mm. So I think that will remain a, a growth area as we go into um, well, both into the final quarter of this year and into, into 2022. Um, but that aside, I think I think the key theme going forward into both into the final quarter and into 2022 is going to be in terms of uh, public sector work. Um, so we'll have to see the look at the details of what comes out of the spending review to see um, the timing of promised increases there in, in uh, government funding. Yeah, so I know that you know the NHS uh, put a lot of money into building the new hospitals, aren't they, at the moment? Mm. It's a big growth area. Um, but in terms of commercial, because obviously you've got all of this anecdotal evidence of people still working from home and you know town centre, city centre still being empty i mean have you seen an impact on in terms of construction activity and commercial yet or is that still being held back i think that i think the commercial one's interesting because there's, there's um particularly in the office side of things mm. um we have seen sort of a recovery in in commercial work but it's been 
on the repair, maintenance and improvement side. And I think, again, you can see that in the um, NFRC survey data as well. Um, and I think that very much fits in with the fact that um, perhaps perhaps developers are looking at how much office space do we need? You know, they're, they're perhaps holding back on um, new new projects in terms of overall overall supply but as it comes when it comes down to the existing uh, premises occupiers and others are thinking actually yes if we're working from you know, staff that are working from home half the time yeah. um let's completely re rethink what we need in terms of office space and actually where it is potentially as well so there's a lot mm -hmm. of reconfiguration work uh, improvement work conversion sub subdivision work going on all of that and certainly we've seen that in in our data in terms of where the you know, if you're looking at the, the, the overall growth actually some of the strongest growth has been in the smaller value projects within the, the office sector mm. um, and that's just offices obviously you've got um, sort of post-pandemic there's a lot of implications for, for retail uh, as there are for perhaps hotel and leisure as well so mm. yes a lot of shift going on there and I think any change offers new opportunities for the construction industry because yeah. people are trying to repurpose yeah. um, premises and that throws up new opportunities, mm. um, both for construction as a whole, but also I think on the on the roofing side as well. Absolutely. You said you talked about Q4 yeah, 2021 and going into 2022, if there's any other right. kind of activities yeah, that, you know, is forecast or... Yes, and I think that's our, our, our sort of general. And we're actually going to be obviously look, revisiting and looking at our forecast in the light of the the spending review over the next um, couple of weeks. Um, but I think the, the key thing is we were, you know, we've always anticipated that the government will be committing more money. Um, they've made a lot of amounts, leaked a lot of comments ahead of the spending review in terms of <laughs> um, money going into sort of transport uh, infrastructure and things like that really is a, a potential driver for longer term growth in the economy to improve efficiency and all of that um, if it pays off will be a catalyst and a driver for for wider construction industry growth in terms of investment in, in commercial premises industrial premises residential growth and that sort of thing so there's a lot of spin-offs there if you you know if you can boost economic growth um, it's going to increase the demand across across the piece mm. Mm. So, Alan, what would you what would be your wish list for the Chancellor today? <laughs> I think I think he's got um, as I guess there's a number of areas that um, as I say he's made a lot of announcements. Um, mm. he follow through on the the transport investment commitments there, um, and it's interesting what he's going to do. And a lot of that is is capital investment as well. I think that's going to be key to to driving growth. Um, they've also got all these. Um, environmental commitments that they've mm. uh, pledged and signed themselves up to. Um, that within you know, the industry's got, you know, the whole economy's got to go to net zero by 2050, um, and that really does involve rapid change there. So, actually, some support for um, for households, particularly to to retro um, mm. and upgrade their existing stock yeah. uh, housing stock. Um, and actually, you know, in, you know, and look at how you know, look at how we use our, our buildings mm. um, to, to improve and, and a, improve their energy efficiency, the way they operate. Um, and you know, there's a real win there. That'll be a sort of a real boost to to the economy, um, but also to the industry in terms of employment and, and training uh, for long-term growth uh, mm. in the economy. So those would be sort of two areas, mm. and then the third areas. It's followed through on that promised investment in other public sector areas like education, uh, facilities, health facilities, and so forth. 
Mm. On net zero, I thought the we had a question in our most recent survey, didn't we, in terms of net zero plans for our member companies. I thought it was interesting that while most haven't got a plan currently, I think it was just under half are either working on one or are planning to do so. So I think a lot of the noise around COP26 and you know, the government announcements has got a lot of roofing contractors thinking about this issue. Is that, is that what you got from the data as well, Alan? Yes, that's, that's what struck me. Is it, you know, As I say, it's, uh, in that sense, it's early days, but it's interesting that people are engaged and thinking about it. Um, mm. And I think that's going to be important to, to drive it. And it's, and it's such a big, big issue, isn't it? It's just quite mm. amorphous issue you know yeah. so what, what is you know as a company what is your sort of net zero strategy how does that work i mean it's the obvious thing would be to think okay we're going to go switch to electric vehicles or something like that yeah. but there's it's, it's, it's much wider than that it's, it's type, yeah. yes and it's also the sort of type of um services you, you know how's it going to you know how's net zero going to change the type of uh, roofing that's being demanded in the future going forward and, and therefore you know have you got the skills in place to sort of supply and, and deal with how things might change it's, it's quite a wide issue <laughs> yeah good so alan just that's been a really interesting conversation thank you um so just to close could you tell us a little bit about what glengen does and how you can help our members potentially okay yes yeah, certainly i mean um Glenigan's a construction data company. So effectively, we do, I mean, I mentioned the, the planning uh, data earlier on, but effectively what we try and do is, is identify and track every single construction project that's, uh, that's coming through uh, the, the, sort of the development pipeline in the UK. Um, so obviously planning is, a, is one of the, the sources that we look at. We sort of look at all planning applications that are being submitted, track those, find out who's who's submitting them, who's involved in the project. And we will track anything over a construction value of, of 250,000 um, or 10 residential units. We'll track those through through the, the tendering process um, to find out who the main contractor is involved in it um, and then track it through through site. We'll also, like key, key subcontractors, for example, architects, identify all the who, who the key players are. Um, and that's um, primarily that's available to Glenigan subscribers, uh, including potentially your members, um, to, to to use that as a, a tool to to find a to find more work, but also to choose the work that they really want to be involved with. Mm. Uh, and I think that's particularly uh, valuable at the moment, given the sort of turbulence we've got in in the construction industry. Is actually you know make sure you know are you working with the clients that you want to be working with going yeah. forward. So um, it's, it's a really valuable uh, resource since, as I say, it's a subscription service. Um, and um, yeah, it's, I think, I think we're offering a, a special um, a special rate to NFRC members as well. <laughs> good, good to hear. So if, if members want to find that more information or would like to take out a subscription, what do they need to do, Alan? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think... Um, I think there's some, some contact details on the, the latest survey. I think, is that is that correct, uh, Phil? Yeah, so correct. Um, so certainly they, I, they use that as a starting point. Um, so enjoy reading the, the survey and then then follow through to the, uh, uh, find out a bit more about Glendigan that way. Um, and then one of our, my, my team, can, our team can sort of contact you and explain in a bit more depth about how we can, can work with uh, work with them to mm-hmm. sort of maximise their sales opportunities and really yeah. choose the, uh, uh, projects they're interested in. Yeah, so just a bit more about the survey. So it's free of charge um, for NFRC members um, for the, to get the full data. 
but a summary is also available to anybody who is not members as well and that's on our website so just type in uh, state of the uk roofing industry survey then you'll be able to see that data and we now have done uh, a whole year's worth of data so you can see trends going back to um, 2020 as well great uh, okay thank you very much alan that's uh, all right any other closing words um I don't think so at this point. Um, it was great to, to chat with you both. Um, and it'll be interesting to see in a sort of a few months time when we get to uh, do the fourth quarter survey, how things have have evolved yes. across the, the sector there at that point in the run up to run up to Christmas and the new year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. OK, thanks, Alan. OK, thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, so that's it for this episode of Rooftop. Thank you to Alan for being our special guest. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening today. Please do share this episode with your friends and colleagues via social media. And we hope that you tune in to the next episode. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Back on the-